Hey everybody, welcome back to Evolved Athletics Radio. This is episode 33. My name's Jim Young and the topic for today is strength training and bone health. But before we get into that topic, I want to preface this episode with a story. Uh, essentially, it's how I came up with this pr- the topic for this particular episode. And as many people know or don't know, I don't make it that public, but uh, as some people might know, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. It's a platform that I tend to gravitate towards. Uh, I like it better than Facebook. Uh, it just I, I don't I can't really explain it outside of that. You know, it's more of a business platform. So if somebody's contacting you, chances are they're engaging you with an ulterior motive. Um, so it's easier to kind of weed through things. But in any case, so I spend a lot of time on there, and from time to time, I send out requests to people that I've been connected to for quite a while uh, and ask them to take a quiz that I put together. And the quiz, it's only 10 questions, and it, you know, the title of it, I think, is, you know, what, what do you know about fitness, or how much, how much do you know about fitness, I think, is the name of the, the quiz. And I've been running this one for... I don't know, probably about eight, eight months, nine months, something like that. And I've tweaked it a little bit, but I, I'm getting away from what I'm, what I was originally talking about. So, the quiz I'll send out to people, and you know they'll fill it out, and I'll follow up. And sometimes I get clients from that, and sometimes I don't. But it's a way for me to keep gathering information on what people know, what they don't know, um, what misinformation they've been told because some people will tell me you know this is what I've been told in the past so it's you know it's a it's a conversation piece and that's for the most part that's what I use it for but sometimes it does help with uh, client generation or generating so in any case I send this quiz out and this guy responds back and I'm not going to put him on blast because it it doesn't really matter uh, who it is Uh, just the conversation um but in in any case i send the quiz and he responds back a couple hours later and says some of your wrong answers are actually correct man bmi is the worst index to follow so i'm going to stop right there i wholeheartedly agree with him and as a matter of fact the uh so he answered the question wrong, and what I have in there is, you know, the BMI chart only does one thing for us, uh, for the medical community, and it only gives us a prediction of development of cardiovascular disease, and that's really about it. As a matter of fact, I put in there that most personal trainers and coaches don't even use that chart. We very rarely. Will you find a trainer or coach that refers back to the BMI chart? Because it's it's that useless. But in any case, so and that's there. So he he read that. Uh, so he, you know he says that, and then he goes, according to that, I'm obese. Ha ha. Well, yeah. I mean, whether you like it or not, that's just that's the way that chart works. So. Then he goes on to say that working out doesn't strengthen your bones. It helps strengthen the muscle around the bones. This is basic physiology. <laughs> so so I was trying not to be a dick answering him. You know, I I told him, you know, thank you for your feedback. 
I said the, the BMI scale isn't a useful tool. You're right there. Uh, but if it says you're obese, you're prob- uh, you probably are based off that scale. doesn't mean you have to like it. But the other thing that it tells us is your potential risk of developing cardiovascular disease. I say, as for strength training and bone health, strength training does indeed help with strengthening bones. Now, I didn't go any further than that uh, into the science and stuff like that just because, honestly, it would be a waste of breath. Um, But what I did is I sent him a message a few minutes later, and I offered to send him reference material if he was interested in learning more. Now, this was probably a dick call on my point or on my part, but I said... You know, they're textbooks I used when I went through graduate school for physiology and sports medicine. So I only add that in there only because what I'm saying does have some merit because I went through advanced courses in, you know, that particular field. Um, But again, you know, that's just, that was me. I don't know why being a dick, but I put it in there. And of course, he didn't respond, which is fine. But what I wanted to do is I want to take this time to actually read a couple of different references. And the first place that I want to start is an article that was published in 2018 from Endocrinology and Metabolism. Uh, The article name is Effects of Resistance Exercise on Bone Health, which they state in their conclusion, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase this, but and I'll put a link into the description so you can read this on your own as well. Um, So I'm going to paraphrase this, but essentially uh, exercise training, especially resistance exercise, is most important for the maintenance of muscular skeletal health in an aging society. So again, as we age, we tend to lose muscle mass, but our bone density actually decreases as well. Um, It also exerts a mechanical load on bones, consequently leading to an increase in bone strength. Based on the available information, resistance exercise, either alone or in combination with other interventions, may be the most optimal strategy to improve the muscle and bone mass in postmenopausal women, middle-aged men, and uh, older populations. So again, this article looked at uh, an aging population and the demographics within that aging population. So again, we see bone remodeling anytime resistance training is done on a consistent basis. Um, What's interesting though is that uh, suggestions for weight training or resistance training really doesn't change in that older population. Again, some of those uh, suggestions we will modify based off the person that we're working with, just like anybody else. But when it comes to osteoporosis specifically, again, a uh, bone disease um, where the bones become porous, some of those suggestions we we severely have to modify because it's kind of a, a catch-22 in a sense that resistance training increases bone mass, but if we push too hard, it could lead to fractures. So there's that you know give and pull uh, between these uh, two concepts. And the point that I wanted to make with this is that it's really important that we understand that strength training offers so many more benefits than what cardiovascular exercise does alone. Now, 
ideally, we would, we would want a good mix of cardiovascular exercise along with strength training. But if all we can do, especially as we're aging, for exercise is strength training, then that's what we should be doing. Uh, because again, those benefits of strength training are going to be much more apparent in an aging population uh, than cardiovascular exercise will. So, and, and again, the retention of muscle mass and bone mass is seen predominantly in strength training. However, anything that's going to be load-bearing uh, is going to have similar benefits in terms of uh, increasing bone mass. So one of the other resources that I want to point out was the one of the textbooks that I used in grad school called Clinical Exercise Physiology. Uh, this was the third edition uh, published by Human Kinetics, uh, Jonathan Ehrman, Paul Gooden, uh, Paul Visich, and Stephen. Yeah, I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I'm going to slaughter it. But in any case, this particular section was on osteoporosis. And it kind of breaks down the exercise testing and exercise prescription and some things to be aware of in terms of pharmacology. Uh, but what I wanted to hone in on was the exercise prescription aspect. And again, they're recommending resistance training here, but some of the highlights that they want, you know, the person reading this. Um, I'm, so I'm just going to read an excerpt. I'm going to skip right to that. Uh, current experimental knowledge indicates the following respect to an osteogenic exercise regimen. Uh, one, it should include load-bearing activities at high magnitude with fewer reps. Uh, two, it should create variable strain distributions throughout the bone structure. Uh, load the bone in different directions, or yeah, load the bone in different directions to which it is unaccustomed. Um, and again, that you, you have to be careful with. Uh, three, bone responds to loading in a site-specific manner. So exercise should load joints that are at greater risk for fractures such as hip, wrist, lower back. Four, it should be long-term and progressive. And the last one, added benefit may result from dispersing load activities throughout the day rather than completing the exercise all at one time. So that last one is pretty interesting. These other ones, on the other hand, we apply those first four principles, uh, for the most part, on muscle adaptation, right? Uh, Load-bearing activities, high magnitude with fewer reps. If we're looking to build more muscle, that's what we do. You know, that's kind of the program that we follow, typically. Uh, it should create variable strain distributions, yeah, again, we we do that <laughs> with uh, you know exercise when we're trying to target muscle tissue. Uh, bone responds to loading in the site-specific manner. Uh, exercise should load joints that are greater risk for fractures such as hip, wrist, lower back. That might be a little bit different because that's bone specific. Um, and then the last one, you know, of those four, it should be long-term and progressive. Well, yeah, we we do that again for. Uh, muscle hypertrophy or when we're trying to build muscle. So a lot, a lot of these are, you know, kind of common sense things. It's just, I, I don't know that people grasp the fact that resistance training has many more benefits than just on the muscle tissue, right? There's a lot of hormonal benefits that resistance training offers as well, but that might be something for another episode. So, you know, it, 
again, it just a recap what we've covered in essence is strength training does actually improve bone health uh, does have the ability to increase bone density and the most important thing here that i i really want to stress is that we we do actually have research showing that uh resistance training regardless of how that comes across it doesn't necessarily have to be weight training it could be resistance bands could be body weight that kind of stuff uh but we do actually have uh, exercise prescription for individuals that do see a decrease in bone mass uh, occurring and in individuals with osteoporosis. So we do have, as physiologists, we do have a lot of information at our fingertips to be able to uh, recommend and prescribe exercise uh, specific to bone health. So it, again, it as I mentioned before, it doesn't look that much different than how we would program somebody that's looking to build muscle. But again, it, it's it's important that it's out there and people should know that strength training is good for uh, bone health. So, all right, I'm going to wrap it up there. As always, I appreciate you staying till the end. If you have questions and you'd like to ask them, uh, you do not have to email me anymore. Actually, at the bottom of this uh, episode description, you'll see a link that you are able to click and leave me a voice message. Uh, no question is a stupid question. I'll say that right now. Um, because if you have that question more often than not, somebody else has that question as well. I was, I had the opportunity to be a a graduate assistant, uh, in grad, grad school. And so I taught, I taught a few semesters while I was in grad, grad school. And it was an awesome opportunity. I, I can't even put into words how thankful I am that I got to experience that, but one of the things that I learned is if you can get one student to open up and ask a question, no matter how ridiculous the question is, just the fact that they're asking a question, typically that kind of cascades and you know leads into like a domino effect and other students will ask questions as well. So don't be afraid to leave me a voice message because I won't, I won't ridicule you for asking what you think might be a silly question even if even if it is a silly question all right let's just go that far even if it is a silly question i'm not going to ridicule you um i don't see the point in it it doesn't make any sense uh, i mean even with this linkedin back and linkedin message that i went back and forth with this guy not once did not once did i ever ridicule him for just not knowing the information cuz that's that's not fair you know this physiology isn't his field, you know, so he shouldn't be expected to know that. Uh, but in any case, uh, don't be afraid to send me a, a voice message, um, even if it's not a question, even if you just, just want to put your two cents in. That's fine. So, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here again. I appreciate you staying till the end, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, have a great weekend. And next week is the fourth, but I do plan on. Uh, Still putting out an episode on Friday, so hopefully I can get to recording an episode before uh, the 4th, because if I don't, (laughs) then it probably won't get done. So, All right, everybody. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.